We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. I saw all the, oh, I don't care crap. A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm going to steal a bird from the Russian Pigeon Mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Join Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Terramont Plus. City Girls is a raunchy new rap duo from Miami, continuing the tradition of raunchy Miami rappers like Luke and Trina. I spoke to one half of City Girls, Young Miami, because her partner, JT, has been in prison since June. She was due to stay until 2020, but now it looks like she'll get out early next year. This has meant Young Miami's had to carry the whole weight of the group while her partner was gone, but she's kind of used to that. Her mom is in prison. She's been gone two years and she got two more years to go, meaning she's got to be the mother to her 14-year-old brother and her five-year-old son. That's a lot of weight on one person's back, but there's a lot happening in her life to help her. This whole rap career fell into her lap, she says. She made a half-serious diss song with JT. It got them a bunch of shows throughout Florida, which led to the legendary Atlanta music manager Coach K calling her and offering her deal. He's developing her. And then next thing you know, Drake calls and offers City Girls a slot on his song, In My Feelings. And that record was hot. Drake says, Risha, do you love me? JT, do you love me as a shout out to them? Sorry for singing, couldn't help it. City Girls' new album, Girl Code, is out November 16. So let's get it done. This is Young Miami of City Girls on Torre Show. One of your lines that really sticks with me when you said, Bitch, I'm from the bottom. You know how we do this. Mm-hmm. And it's just something in the way you say it mm-hmm. that that just gets at me. And mm-hmm. I wanted to just start with just that line okay. of like, what does it mean to you to be from the bottom? Like, where are you from? And mm-hmm. when you say, you know how we do this because we're from the bottom, what mm-hmm. does that mean? It means I'm from, I'm from the bottom of Miami. I come from the hood. I'm from... You know, Opalaka. So basically, that's, that's just saying, like, you, I'm from the hood. You know how we do. Like, you know how we do in the hood, basically. I'm from the bottom of Miami. I'm not from the hood, so I don't know how y'all do. So how do you, what is it, how do you do? It's like. What does it mean? I, I'll, I'll do anything to make it. It means, mean like, I'm a savage. 
like I'm gonna go get her. Like it mean however you like it, it. It depends on like how you taking it. But it's like bitch, I'm from the bottom. You know how we do this. Like you know how I get money. You know how I come. You know how I play. Like savage mode type. Savage mode. Yeah. What's Opalaka like? It's the hood. It's like you know, it's fiends on the corner, drug dealers at the store, kids running around. It's just the hood. It's the projects. It's rough. Mm-hmm. Like, all you see is bases on the corner, the bus stop. You go to the corner store, they ask the kids for a dollar, or they change when they come out the store. It's just rough. I mean, did you grow up in a house or in a project? I'm just trying to understand the... I grew up in a house, but the house is, like, in the projects. Right. It's, like, on 22nd, the main street. Okay. Of Brothers and sisters? Yeah, I got one brother, and I got one sister. I'm the oldest. Okay. Mm-hmm. How much older are you? Um, my brother is 16. My sister is 21. I'm 24. Okay. Now, your girl's been away for how long? JT's been away for how long? She been gone since June 26th, June 25th. Okay. I think, or the 24th. But she been gone since June. Is she your best friend? We not best friends. We friends. We close. We more like sisters, but we not best friends. Okay. Do, <laughs> I love that. I love the distinction. We're sisters, but not best. What is yeah. the difference? Like a best friend, a best friend is somebody that, you know, you tell all your secrets to y'all best friends. Y'all do everything together. You're like, y'all most likely go everywhere together, hang together. You tell your secrets. Like, that's your best friend. Me and JT, we don't, before we started rapping, we wasn't hanging together every day. But we still had a tight one. Like, we didn't have to see each other in months. But when we get together, it's there. Like, the chemistry there. Like, but you are sisters. No, we friends. I mean, I'm not real sisters, oh, yeah, but, you, yeah. but you're like sisters. Yeah, we sisters. Like, ain't nothing gonna come between us. Like, we'll argue, we'll fight, we won't speak for weeks, but we're gonna always be friends. It's like sisters. Sisters fight all the time, but they can't be mad at each other for so long because they sisters. So you miss her? Of course. I miss her every day. How much do you talk to her? I talk to her every day. Like, we talk through email, core links. We talk every day. We don't talk on the phone, but we email every day. I didn't realize that they had access to email. Mm-hmm. It's called Coralinks. It's called what? Coralinks. So do you talk to her on the phone, too? Like, sometimes, because she got minutes. She got 300 minutes a month. So we talk, like, on the phone, we probably talk, like, out of a month. We probably talk, like, five times. So how have you kept it going without her? Like, are you doing shows by yourself? Or mm-hmm. you doing this interview by yourself and right. other interviews by yourself? Right. Like, is it, like, a lot of extra weight on you? Um, Not really, because it's just, like, you know, the shows. I'm doing the free JT. I'm making a movement. The crowd, they really wrap up hard, so it's not that much. It's easy. It been, it been going smooth so far. I thought it was going to be hard. Like, I ain't going to lie. When she went to jail, I thought I wasn't going to be booked this much. I felt like I wasn't really going to be doing that many shows because JT wasn't here. But... I've been booked up ever since she left. And it's like when I'm performing, the crowd, they sing her whole verse. I don't even got to do her part. Right. It's like she there. Right. So, I mean, it's been going smooth so far. And she's coming home early? Mm-hmm. In December? It's expected. Um, I won't say December. I'll say like the top of next year. Okay. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. That sounds like, what, over a year early? Yeah. Kind of. How did that happen? Prayer. <laughs> <laughs> That's all you can do sometimes. Prayer, God. Are you 
at all. Like, do you did she put what you are doing and what you've taken time to build in jeopardy at all with what happened? No, I mean that that happened before we started rapping. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, she was doing what she was doing before we started rapping. It's just that once we got signed, well, even before we got signed, like, when we dropped our first single, or our first song that got assigned for the nigga, she went to jail, like, a week later. But we wasn't signing nothing. And, I mean, things happen. So I won't say that she put us in jeopardy. How did you get signed off of, you made two songs? Mm-hmm. And you got signed? Mm-hmm. How did you do that? I mean, just the love that we was getting off of our first song for that nigga, it was doing so good. We was getting booked everywhere, like all over Florida. We was in Tampa, Tallahassee, Orlando, um, Jacksonville. Like, we didn't have no deal. We was just having a little mini tour off of that one song with them two songs. And Coach K ended up, um, I guess he was on the internet, and he saw what we was doing. He was like, he went to sign us. You did 10 shows off of two songs? We probably did more than that. That's no, for real. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. They, like, the ladies loved that song. It was a bop. So you're do. <laughs> I, 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 I just I've never heard this story before of, like, mm-hmm. made two records mm-hmm. and got signed, and 11 months later, it's like this. Right. Straight. That's why I feel like it was God's plan. You know, he had a plan for us. Like, you know. We both come from the trenches. We both come from struggle. We both been through a lot. So I felt like he just had a plan for us. That God wanted you to win. Mm-hmm. Are you religious like that? Mm-hmm. You go to church like every Sunday? I don't go to church. Like, I wasn't, um, grew up in the church. I just believe in God and I talk to God. Like, I go to church sometimes. I was baptized before with my grandma, but I don't go to church. But you talk to God. Mm-hmm. And what are those conversations like? I just, whatever I'm feeling, like a lot of times I thank him. I thank him in, in advance for things that he got coming for me. Like even on a bad day, like I couldn't, like, you ever just had a worst day of your life? I'm still going to thank him for that day. Like I just feel like even through the bad, you still got to thank him and let him know that you're grateful. That's kind of the the crux of it, the depth of it, right? Of like if you can thank him for the bad days. Yeah, I I, I thank him through bad times all the time. I'm not just going to thank him when things going good. Right. I mean, like, but that's the thing, right? A lot of people who don't understand faith get into there like, well, something bad happened. Where was God when that? Right. Like, well, I, I don't think like that. Because I feel like, I just believe in, you know, like, like, like they say that our life was planned for us. So I felt like if this point he wanted to happen, you know, maybe it was a lesson. I always just think it's a lesson for me. Yeah. I don't ever think of it as like, why this had to happen for me. Happen to me, I just think of it as a lesson. So... You feel like everything is destined, like mm-hmm. everything that's happened to you and will happen to you is mm-hmm. already sort mm-hmm. of pre-written. Mm-hmm. That's what that was the saying. Like that's what they always say. So that's what I just believe. I mean, it is interesting because it would make me feel like they say everybody got a death date. Everybody got a date. They go, nah, that's true. Right. So they always say God got a plan for us. I believe in it. Look at the plan he got for me today. The plan. So the plan that God has for you Mm -hmm. includes you doing raps about (laughs) crazy sexual. Maybe it wasn't about. Maybe it wasn't about what I rap about. Maybe it just was to be a rapper. So he planned for you to be a rapper. Yeah. Do you think he? Do you think he's okay with the sort of rhymes you be? 
Because I like your rhymes. That's why I'm here. I like your records. I uh-huh. think you guys are fun and funny, and the way you spit is dope. It's just funny talking about God in this mm-hmm. way with you when you, I mean, you guys make Trina look PG. <laughs> Don't say that. It's true. Uh, really? Yeah. <laughs> she said, really? Yeah, yeah. Y'all are nasty. And I mean, and I mean that in a good way. No, I, mean, I know. Like, I know. I get it. It's fun. That's not my first time hearing it. I mean, you know, so where does that come from in you? What? Are you, like, is that how you are, like, to think about that and talk mm-hmm. about this stuff all the time? JT always tell me I'm a freak. She said I'm a freaky bitch. Because <laughs> I mean? talk about sex all day. Like, if me and you was having a conversation, it would most likely be about sex. <laughs> I just be curious to know what other people do or what other people like. It's just, like, a curious thing. So what do you find that most people like? Sucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, true. No, like, cause I normally have conversations with women, right? And that's what they like. That's how they please they men. So like, they always say they like they enjoy sucking dick. Seriously. Oh, I believe that. I believe that. What? What else? You know, like we just talk about like positions and just like how long people normally do. Like you know, go with sex. Like a lot of men take a long time to nut. So we just talk about like, do you like? Fast sex, slow sex, do you like long sex? Who would like it fast? Me. Really? Mm -hmm. Don't you want to like take your time and be in it and enjoy it? And why do you want to finish? You want to get back to your Netflix? (laughs) (laughs) Because it's like, I don't want to be having sex for 45 minutes. What? That's just a start. That's just a warm up. See, that's the conversation that we have. (laughs) I'm saying like we got to map out the whole evening and let's let's. I know. People like to go rounds and round. You know, it's just, that's the conversation I like to have. I just, so you want it to be quick? At least 15 minutes. <laughs> at, mo- at most 15 minutes. Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't seem short in our. No. Aren't they like, come on, can we do it again? So how long you go? I mean, I like it to be an hour, like a whole an hour? thing. And like, really? Yeah. No. Oh my God, no. That's really bad. I mean, when you have children, it may be hard to find that kind of time. So what you going to do in an hour? What am I going to do? Mm-hmm. Oh, man. You know, we have to start, like mm-hmm. warm up. What's the warm up? You know, the, the kissing, mm-hmm. the touching, mm-hmm. maybe some talking. Foreplay. The rubbing. Yes, mm-hmm. that whole thing. And, um, you know, you get down to it. You know, you got to have different positions. You know, you can't just have one. So what's your favorite position? I mean, I like to face you. Like, I want to kiss you. I want to see you. So you like to be, like, on top? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favorite position? The front and back. The front. Really? Mm-hmm. See, I hear so many girls saying, don't turn me over. For real, that really? That makes me feel like you don't want to see me. Why do you like that better? I don't know. It just made me come quicker. <laughs> <laughs> okay. For me, I mean, you know, everybody different. So. You said something that 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 men like women to be mean to them, mm-hmm. and most women don't understand that. Right. And it really does work. It do. <laughs> I'm telling you, like I don't I don't know why. Like I can't. It's plain why, but it's like 
when you really dog a person out and just cuss them out, it make them like infatuated with you. Like, babe, I'm sorry. Or they feel like I feel like they feel like you're a challenge. Right. That's what it is. They feel like you're a challenge. Yeah, I don't want my woman to be mean to me, but somebody who I'm interested in, right. if she's mean to me. They give you a run. They give you, it's a challenge versus I'm just like, babe, babe, babe. It's like, girl, <laughs> like, please. You know, like, it can't be too nice. See, but, you know, you can't just have your time with each other, right? You got to have some toys with it. Right? To, like, mix it up. Oh, so you use toys? Yes. Oh, you're a freak freak. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, you know, I don't, I'm not into labels. <laughs> you're a grown you man. Know, but, you know, you know, you know, you just get, you know, there's there's different things that can enhance, you know, mm-hmm. make it more interesting. That takes that takes time. Right. You know? Mm-hmm. So you you, you got to build it up. Yeah, I'm saying. 15 minutes is not enough. I'm saying. Shit. Well, maybe if I'm drunk, I'll go longer. But if I'm sober, um, I'm not. I'm not. I get tired fast. Wow. I be working. I be tired. Wow. But yeah, you guys <clears throat> come from a line which is Trina, mm-hmm. which is Kim, Lil mm-hmm. Kim, which is Foxy right. Brown. Did you listen to them and and think about like who you want to be and and sort of you know mix it with your own personal style? Like how did it come? I ain't gonna lie. Like growing up, my mom used to love Lil Kim, so I used to be singing Lil Kim in high school, like quoting her stuff on MySpace. And I used to be like, I'm too young to even know what these lyrics mean. So yeah, like I ain't gonna lie. Alice is like um Lil Kim, not tonight. You know that song? Yeah. I don't want it tonight. Yeah. You know, like, sometimes if I'm thinking about, like, a freaky song, something that I really want to say, I'd be like, let me go listen to that song, because Lil' Kim used to say some shit. She did. She was nasty. Yeah. And she was dope She just gave me, you know, a little, some ideas or a direction to go in. <laughs> Foxy, too. Yeah. I, I never, I like, JT, she a Foxy Brown fan. Okay. My mom grew up listening to Lil' Kim. Well, my mom used to listen to Lil' Kim, so that's kind of what I grew up on a little bit, like Lil' Kim and Trina. Okay. So I don't really know that many Foxy Brown songs, but I'm quite sure she was nasty because JT loved her. <laughs> Miami rap has always been a special part of this whole hip hop community. Mm-hmm. Um, I just think about Luke, obviously. Mm-hmm. You know Ross, you guys, and it's it's just it's different. Mm-hmm. It's different. Like I, I I could feel like all the other cities be like, okay, all right. Like, yeah, Miami is just different. It's just the way we talk. Like, a lot of people, I could just say something. They'd be like, you from Miami. I'd be like, how they be like the way you talk? And but it's I, always more sexual. I just don't understand how Miami people talk. Just, I mean, from, from you guys to Luke, Trina, mm-hmm. Miami's more sexual than the other cities. I wonder why. Why? I don't know. Is it is it the clubbing culture? Yeah, I, I probably would say because Miami is a fast city. Everything is fast. It's like nothing but strip clubs, and everything close late. Like we got tuxies where you know they got like you could go in the room, you could have sex with a stripper. So it's like it's fast. Everything is just faster and probably like sex related. Right, and it just creates the whole right, the whole vibe, the whole vibe. Right, if you're if you're not because like you know they used to have house parties back in the days, and they just bring the strippers there. And they'll just have a party at home. Right. So it's just like. So it just creates the culture of 
hypersexuality. Right. Right. And in Miami, they have on their shorts. It's always hot. And they going to throw their ass. <laughs> so it just created a vibe. So what was your life before? Because you were not a rapper not that long ago. At all. So what was your life like before you were a rapper? Yeah, I was just a like re- I was just a regular girl. You know, I was on Instagram trying to be like a little Instagram model. But then I did have like a um page. I had an Instagram page. It was called the Carisha Collection. And I sort I sold wigs, like hair extensions, and I had like bandage wear, like um the bandage air- wear. Bandage. Uh-huh. Bandage. It's like uh-huh. It's like a um a material of clothes, okay. like it's dresses. Okay. I was selling like, you know, little everyday wear. So it was called Carisha Collection because I had wigs and then I had clothes. Was so it doing good? Mm-hmm. It wasn't. It was doing good to go buy, to spend money, like to do what I want, like to go to the club or gas or eat. But it wasn't like money to take care of my family or to pay my rent. It was just to do have fun. Right. Mm-hmm. So... You have a lot of your family working with you, right? Um, like what you mean by working? Uh, I, I saw in your documentary. Is it your cousin? Mm-hmm. Is your road manager? Road manager? Mm-hmm. Are there other people in your family in your business? And then my cousin, I just had him an assistant for me because I like he do a lot of stuff for me in my house when I'm not there. Like he uh, sometimes if my baby daddy can't make it to pick my baby up from school, I have him pick my baby up, take him home. So I rather. A family member be my assistant, like going to get my mail and just doing. Your son is five. Mm-hmm. What's his name? Jai. Nice. How's that changed you? It changed me in a good way because I would have been like more wild. I don't know why I'd be if I didn't have a child because I'd be probably like probably in LA today, New York tomorrow, you know, just having fun. So it molded me into being a woman, like. To have purpose on life and to figure out, like, what I really wanted to do and what I really, need, like, where I needed to be in life. You were 19 when you had him? Mm-hmm. And you felt like a woman? Yeah, I did. Because I felt like I got to raise this child. I can't be a child raising a child. And you're taking care of your family in a lot of ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I take care of my sister and my brother. So that's a lot of pressure on you. It is. That's why God put me in this position. What do you mean? To take care of my family. Like, my mom in prison. And then my my brother, well, my sister, her daddy in jail. So her daddy and her mom in jail. And then my brother, his dad just got out of jail. So they all didn't have no mom or no dad. They just had me. And I couldn't take care of my brother, my sister, and my baby on Instagram trying to run a boutique. So I feel like God put me in a position to take care of my family. Because this fell into your lap. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it does feel like some divine intervention when you have all these people you got to take care of. And right. a rap career just comes to you. You yeah. weren't campaigning for it, really. Right, right. You know, like some people, they be inspired artists. Like they've been ahead mixtapes or they've been ahead sons or they be hustling up until a point. And today they break out. I just, JT just called me one day and said, let's do a song. That was my first day ever walking in the studio. And I ended up getting a record label. I mean, a record deal. How long has your mom been away? Um, This year, January, I made, January 15th, will make two years. How much longer does she have to go? 
she got two more. How's that been for you? It's been hard, but I feel like it made me, it, it really made me a woman and it really made me stronger because I'm only 24. I just turned 24 in February. So I was 23. You know what I'm saying? So it was like I would live to take care of a whole family by myself. So I felt like it made me stronger. It made me a woman. And it just, it just, yeah, it made me stronger. It made you stronger. Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I be like, man, these ain't my damn kids. I can't do this shit. But then, you know, I have my little talk with God. And I be like, I got to do what I got to do. for Because that's my mama. You know what I'm saying? Like, she did it for me. She did it for my baby. She helped me. When my, when my mama was out, I didn't have to do nothing for my baby at all. Nothing. So I feel like I owe that to her. It's hard, though. It's hard, but now it's like, you know, my sister grown. It's just my little brother and my baby. I got help with my baby, so it's just my little brother. You talk to her a lot? Mm-hmm. I, my, me and my mama is best friends. I always been close with my mama. Always. I mean, I guess this is what you are talking about when you talk about being from the bottom. I mean, like, there's so much prison in mm-hmm. your life. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I mean, it, you just ran through the... The whole, basically, the whole generation above you has been in prison, mm-hmm. um, yeah. which is hard. Yeah, it is. But I mean, that's 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 what you know. Being in front of bottom, you hustling. Eventually, you will go to jail because what you're doing is wrong. But you have to make a way. We when it ain't no way. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. if you young, you drop out of school. You got kids. A job can't pay you what you really need to balance out for your family. So you turn to hustling, and then you eventually go to jail because it's wrong. And your dad was was in prison too. Yeah, he was in prison, but that was like when I was a child. But he just me and my dad ain't. I mean, we talk, but he you know. Like I don't even like he he around, but. Not really. I can't depend on him. He around, but I can't come and say I need help. Is there any man outside of P and K, your professional mm-hmm. folks, but is there any man in your life who you can depend on? My uncle, my mama, brother. Like, he, like right now, he put up all the TVs in my house. He like my handyman. If any, if I get out of the door, he'll come change my locks and stuff like that. So I got my uncle. Like he's there. He like my mentor. I could call him and he gonna talk to me. He just ain't there financially, but he's there. We'll get back to Young Miami in a second, but I gotta tell you, the other day I was walking down the street and I almost got killed. I mean, nothing actually happened, but I was a black man walking down the street in America. That is risking your life. And I thought about, I try to take care of my family and do everything I can to make sure that they've got everything they want and everything they need. Try to make money and provide, try to be there in the morning and the night for the boo-boos, for the recitals, for the games, for the playtime, for all of it. But what would you do to take care of your family if you weren't here? Not on a trip, but like gone forever. Would you still be able to take care of your family? I would, because we have life insurance. If you don't have life, if you don't have life insurance, you gotta learn how to say it, and you gotta think about getting it. 
Policy Genius is the easy way to get life insurance, compare quotes online, find the best policy for you. Four million people have shopped for insurance on Policy Genius, and it's not just about life insurance over there. They do disability insurance, renter's insurance, health insurance. If you care about it, they can cover it. But life insurance is the really important one because God forbid something happened to you. You could still take care of your family after you're gone. If you've been putting it off, if you don't have life insurance, if it sounds scary, if we live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door, thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered. One of the people who helped inspire me to want to be in broadcasting is Oprah Winfrey. She's an inspiration for so many of us, but her daytime talk show was so incredible. And it told me that you could be black and authentic and real on TV. And that made me want to do it, too. Black Stories, Black Truths is NPR's new collection that's a celebration of blackness. Each of NPR's black voices are as direct, varied, distinct and nuanced as the black experience itself. In the Black Stories, Black Truths collection, you'll hear stories of joy, resilience, empowerment, and how to create world-shifting things out of struggle. Every episode is a living account of what it means to be Black today, told from a unique Black perspective. Black perspectives that haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story, but now they are the story. On NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the Black experience. Hear a feed of episodes from across NPR's podcasts that center Black voices. Turn on NPR today and hear a range of voices as varied, as nuanced, and as Black as we are. Stories should never be about us without us. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR, wherever you get your podcasts. It sounds morbid. Don't. Think about taking care of your family. There's no reason to put it off any longer. Go to policygenius.com, get quotes, apply in minutes. You can do it on your phone. Policy Genius, the easy way to compare and buy life insurance. So when Drake calls, Mm -hmm. what is that like? God calling me. No, it was just like, it was a dream come true, you know, like, you know, we we coming up in our career, we ain't had no big feature for nobody. I think that was like our first feature, and it was straight, so it was like, oh my God, we made it, you know? On a single. Right. <laughs> that was like, number one in the country. Big, big record. Right. I mean, it was amazing. That was like one of the best feelings. That was an accomplishment. 
for us, for me and JT. I mean, it just I, I tell me how does it, how did that record how did that record go? Did they send you a finished record and say please add your part to this, or how does that happen? He reached out to P. He DM P and was like, I got a record. I want the CD Rust to get on. And then P called me and JT, and it was just a hook and two open verses. So it was just a, Risha, do you love me, JT? It was just that. That's all he had done? Mm-hmm. Okay. Just that. Just that hook. And it was just two open verses for me and JT, and we did two full verses, but he ended up chopping it up into just the little breakdowns. Oh, okay. You had much longer parts. Yeah, but the, the, the full song with the verses is on SoundCloud. Okay. So if you want to hear it, you can go to SoundCloud. Okay. And put it in my feeling straight featuring the City Girls probably. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, so but he put but he they, they edited it down to just the two bad bitches in me. Yeah. But it's a very memorable part. Right. It really le- it really leaps out. <laughs> Did it change your career? It gave us a bigger fan base. I feel like it 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 um it exposed us to a lot of more people. It helped us grow, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, a lot of people was like, who is them girls on that song? That was the first time I heard your name? Exactly. Right. So, yeah. The answer is yes. <laughs> do you see it? I mean, you know more people know your name. Do you see it tangibly? Can you charge more for shows? Uh, yeah, it was like, after that Drake feature, the price is going up. For real, yes. Yes. Immediate Facts. Drake. Yes. Boom, I don't bump. give a fuck if I would have just if we would have just said what's up. It's the city girls. We was on that song and our prices was going up. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! What's the, okay? Look, what's the difference between being a good rapper and being a great rapper? Being a good rapper is I could say it's just like you're a likable rapper. You know what I'm saying? Like a great rapper would be like. Jay-Z, I say Drake. Well, your lyrics you said, makes... You said D- Jermaine Dupree? Jay-Z. Jay-Z, Jay-Z. Uh-huh. Drake, when your lyrics is deep and it makes sense. Like, Jay-Z rap about credit, and he rap about, you know, like, all type of stuff, important stuff. And Drake can rap about a whole damn how his father wasn't in his life, but he forgave him. It makes sense. That's a great rapper. And then a good rapper could just be like, you got a good song. It don't matter what you say, I just... I just like your music. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. Right, you don't really get what I'm saying. No, I get what you're saying. What's your? Give me your. You have a top five. Mm-hmm. Who's your top five? Drake. Drake is your number one rapper of all time. I honestly, I'm not even saying this because I got a song with Drake. I always love Drake music. Okay. Every song he ever got. Okay. I don't think I don't. I don't think it's one Drake song that I don't like. So Drake is your number one rapper of all time. Yes. Okay. Who's two, three, four? Migos. They got the best ad libs. Are they two, three, four, or two? <laughs> I don't got an order. <laughs> I mean, like, are you saying all three of them, or are you just saying are they number the two? Group. Okay, they're number two. Okay. Um, it could be. It have to be rappers. Or it could just be an artist. Who do you love? Um, I love Beyonce. Yeah. I love Cardi. I love Cardi. She's so wretched. <laughs> she is so Girls wretched. love wretched shit. You know why? Because girls love to do wretched shit with their friends. When you get with your friends, that's time to let it out. Like, we finna hang out. We finna let loose. We finna, you know, we finna party. 
So you could you could put on Cardi and you finna just let loose. She has the best just way that she spits. Mm-hmm. She could spit the phone book and it would be interesting. She she got her voice is different. It stand out. Her voice and her cadence and her approach to the mic. Mm-hmm. She's ill. And I love Lil Baby. Lil Baby, he got he like running the streets right now. He young. He knew, and he just killing it. Like, I love his music. It's a different flow. It's just different. It's a different sound. You get it? Yeah. Yeah. You name all the QC folks, except, and Drake. Well, that's who I listen to right now. If I go to my Apple Music, that's who on my phone. I got Drake. And who else? Who outside, who outside of your label? Um. <sighs> Everybody. I like everybody. <laughs> You're so political. I do. I like everybody music. I ain't gonna lie. I listen who's to the, that. So who's the best female rapper ever? Best female rapper ever. Um, I don't, why you ask me that? Because you're a female rapper. City girls. <laughs> Fair. Outside of yourself. Lots of every every rapper does that. I'm the best of okay, you're the best of all time. And who beside you? I'm gonna say La Kim. Okay. I really love La Kim's songs. I, 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 I can still listen to her songs from like a long time ago and feel like it's today. Yeah. And yeah. she came up with Biggie Small, so I say La Kim. She yeah. was a G, she was in the beef and everything. Yeah. No, she had this crazy energy and crazy spit and mm-hmm. she was she was dope she was dope what's the um hardest thing that you ever overcame the hardest thing i ever overcame um i don't know i don't had a lot of humps but i don't feel like i don't know Probably like my mom going to prison, me having to pick up her slack. Probably like raising my brother and my sister on my own. I don't know. Like I don't I don't think I really had anything that was just like so devastating. How old are your brother and sister when your mom goes away? Mm, that was like a year ago, so my brother probably was like fourteen going on fifteen and my sister probably was like twenty going on twenty one. So your brother's in He's in high school. Yeah, he's in the 10th. So, I mean, did you have to do all the things of like... Yeah, like, see, when she went to jail, it, sure it was time for him to go to school. So I had to get his uniforms. You had to what? Get his uniforms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and like breakfast in the morning, make sure he... Right, got to make sure he doing his homework. He come in at a de- decent time, just being a mother. Your mother. That's yeah. hard because it's like... I got to make him respect me because he feel like you're not my mama and you my sister, but I'm not that. I'm not grown to him. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I'm not 30. I'm not right. I'm not in my late 30s. So he still feel like, he don't feel like I'm a child, but he feel like right. you're not old enough to tell me what to do or to run me. So that was kind of hard to, like, make him respect me. Like, you're going to respect me like I'm your mama because I'm going to take care of you or you could get out. What did you do to make him respect you? What I just said. You threatened to throw him out for real. You could get out, and you gonna have to figure it out on your own. I don't know where you gonna go. You'll go to a foster home. You gonna have to get out and figure it out on your own. And then he said, "Okay, fine." 
I'll follow your rules. Because where he was going to go? He had nowhere else to go. Like, what are your rules? I don't, you know, as long as he do his homework, because I make sure I talk to his teachers, like, through email, and I follow up. You do that, too? Yeah, of course, like, you know. You go I'm, to his, his parent-teacher conferences? Uh-huh, time? open house, everything. So I just make sure, you know, as long as he doing good in school, he coming home a decent time, he doing his homework, you can do what you want to do. Not, like, but he not a kid that's going to get in trouble. You know, he just want to be with his girlfriend, and he want her to come over. He not really in the streets like that. So I ain't got too much to worry about. You have a curfew for him? Yeah. What time? 11. That's pretty late. But see, that's in Miami. It's just like, that's not late. Okay. Miami time, that's not late. So you, you got to you gotta carry this boy for another two years. Mm-hmm. You, you ready to do that? You able to do that? Mm-hmm. His, well, his dad is like out now. Yeah. So he got his dad. He doing good. I ain't really got to do too much with him. But you got really two children right now. Mm-hmm. That's a lot. It is. But it's a blessing. That's how I look at it. I ain't going to look at it no other way. What do you want from the next five years for your life? I want to be rich as fuck. <laughs> I want to be on the Forbes. I want to. I want to have a um, a fashion line. I want to be doing fashion. I want to be directing. I want to do everything. Like I, I want to just be known as rap. I want to be doing everything, modeling, acting, whatever. When you wake up in the morning, mm-hmm. what are you saying to yourself? What do you? What is your self talk when you're waking up? Are you? Excited for a new day? You're like, oh, my God, I got to get it together. It depends. You know, we all got that one day when I'm like, oh, my God, what I got to do today? And then I wake up, but I'm ready for work. It depends. Like, okay, say, for instance, see, like, I'm going home to Monday, today, Monday. Next, I go home Thursday, but I'm just saying, like, I'm only going to be there for a couple of hours. But to go back home, I go back home Monday. So when I'm going to wake up every day for the next couple of days, it's going to be like, oh, my God. But then when I get home Monday and I have my week off, once that week comes, the next week I'm going to be like, I'm ready to go back to work because I'm bored now. All I'm doing is laying down. I mean, like, some people are, like, ready to attack the day. Mm-hmm. Some people need to look in the mirror and and tell themselves like you're great you can do it you can like what kind of do you meditate like how do you like get your energy going at the beginning of the day so you can like you know do everything you need to do from being a rapper to being a mom to- i just wake up and take a shower taking a shower really clear my mind because i i talk to myself in the shower when i get in the shower i'm like okay i got 30 minutes to do this and i got 30 minutes to do that i just have a regular day when i wake up i ain't like get, looking in the mirror like you What does eating healthy mean to you? Whatever your eating goals, Thrive Market is the best place to get all your groceries and household essentials. And getting Thrive shipped to your door is like having a great supermarket right outside your house. I love that Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and ethical sourcing methods. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks or low sugar alternatives or gluten-free essentials, Thrive Market's got it and their site lets you curate your shopping experience quickly. And as a Thrive member, I save on every order, usually about 30%, which of course I love. And when you join, you help a family in need with the membership matching program. 
Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a $60 gift for free. Go to thrivemarket.com slash for 30% off your first order plus that free $60 gift. That's Thrive, T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash thrivemarket.com slash This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You gotta do this. I just wake up, take a shower, talk to myself, be like, okay, come on, it's time, it's time to start your day. I mean, like, do you have a lot of self-belief you really believe in yourself or you mm-hmm. i really believe in myself you know why because people try to tell me down all the time you get it's it um it um been some bad stuff said about me it um been stuff that people made up about me and just really try to assassinate me you get what i'm saying but i'm i'm very confident in myself and i know that people are just envious jealous hateful what do people make up about you that's not true just everything they it's, it's a lot of stuff like, I could go on and on and on. It's a lot of stuff. What happened on the airplane with JT? Um, It was a racist flight attendant. Basically, we was in the back. Like, we was on the last row of the plane. Okay. And we, me and JT, this how it first started. We was, like, the last row on the plane, like, right before the bathroom. Okay. And I was talking to JT. I was like, it smelled like the bathroom back here. And lady was like, you was in the bathroom. <laughs> So, JT was like, why would you say that? You get what I'm saying? Like, we not in the bathroom. Like, in the bathroom, you in the bathroom. Like, she was like, why would you say that? Even while you in our conversation. So, you know how, like, they be like, okay, we close the door. We getting ready for takeoff. She was like, put your phone in airplane mode. JT phone was in airplane mode. But when your phone is in airplane mode, you could still connect to the Wi-Fi. Sure. And be on your phone. Sure. So, JT was... Her phone was on airplane mode, but she had her earphones on. You could hear the music. So the lady was like, I said, put your phone on airplane mode. And she was like, my phone is on airplane mode, but she like, you on your phone. And JT was like, yeah, because you could be on your phone on airplane mode. So they started going back and forth. And so JT was like, get out my face. Like, stop talking to me. Get out my face. The lady called the captain like, oh, she's threatening my life. She's telling me to get out her face. I, I don't. My life. Yeah, like for real. She was like, she threatened my life. I don't want to be on a plane with her. Like, if she's finna um, get on this flight, y'all gotta take me off the flight. So, you know, they put her off the plane. But the lady was really racist for no reason. She, and when, when JT got off, I stayed on the plane. She started with me the whole night. She kept walking by saying stuff to me. I was like, I'm not finna do what this. What did she say to you? Like, she'll just be like, like, she'll walk by and she'll just say something like, put your seat up or, Put your like she'll just say something. Even lady. it was like a Chinese lady sitting okay. next to me. We, the 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 flight attendant you talking about was a white lady. Yeah, because I was window and then it was a Chinese. You know, I was window. Then JT was middle and it was like a Chinese lady. So when JT got off the plane, it was like a Chinese lady, and she was like talking to me. She was like, "What's wrong with her?" And I was like, "I don't know." And she told the flight attendant, she was like, "You know, I, I'm watching what you're doing. Like you really bothering these girls." Really. Mm-hmm. She said that, and what did the flight attendant say to that? She kind of like left it alone. Like she, like once she noticed that. See, see, see. When somebody else pointed it out, who's not black, 
Mm-hmm. Then she was like, mm, "Right, let me let me lay back." Mm-hmm. Right, but if you had gotten in her face, she'd be like, "You want some too?" When we kick you off the plane, too? right? And the lady talked to me the whole flight, and we was leaving LA. There was like a six-hour flight. That lady talked for me for like three hours. The Chinese lady, and I felt like she just was talking to me, and everything she was saying to me was making sense about what happened. No, just about life. Period. When I got off the plane, I was like, I should have got the lady number. <laughs> no, I'm serious. You want to keep talking to her? The lady was like, amazing. But I guess that's God. I was going to say that. I feel like he sat on the plane and talked to me. I probably sound weird, but like, I really believe in stuff like that. It, it, I mean, it doesn't sound weird. It sounds smart mm-hmm. to believe in God the way you do. Mm-hmm. And... It would be sustaining to have that belief that there's a plan, you know, he's looking out for me, you know, he's carrying me. So you've really changed your whole family's life. Mm-hmm. I really did. Yeah. Because my family was struggling. Like, my mom, she just, you know, she don't, she, this her second time being in prison. And it just was like, we was all over the place. Have you been able to move them into a new home? Mm-hmm. Can you say where? Like me and me, my brother and my sister, we stay we stay out west now. Like we stay like in like West Miami, like in a little nice neighborhood. Skated, security cameras. It's really nice. So will your mom stay with you when she comes home? No. She probably will stay with like she got a boyfriend. She probably will stay with her boyfriend, or I'm gonna get her, her own place. But she, not, I'm not gonna live with her. But you. We'll be able to change her living. Hopefully. How do you make a song? Get a beat. Go in the studio. Vibe to it. Get some liquor. And just figure out what direction. Like, if you hear a beat and it make you want to twerk, okay, we finna talk about twerking. If you get in there you, and it's like a love song. Like, you know, you ever heard a beat and it remind you of another beat? That's how, that, like, for me, that's how I go. Like, I hear a beat and I be like, this beat put me in the mind of... And I bring up this song, and I feel like, JT, I think we should rap about this on this song. You write your own? Mm-hmm. You write on the phone, or you write with a pen, or you write on the In my bank? notes. In your notes? With a pen? No, in my notes on my phone. What did Coach and P teach you about hip-hop and about your music mm-hmm. in the 11 months in which y'all were developing? Well, I... I, I like, honestly, I say they made us artists. You know, um, before we met Coach and P, I wouldn't say that we was artists. We was just playing around, and they made us artists. Right. So what, what happened? What was the, like, how'd you get from one to the other? Like, okay, you know, when we before we got signed, we was just playing around. We was just going to the studio on our own term, making songs, or we just do, like, we did, like, a freestyle. Like, you know, the first beat we did was a sample beat. And then the second song we did was, like, a freestyle. You know, like, once we got with Coach P, we we met with um, producers, like, real producers in the studio making beats with us. We had, they made sure we was in the studio every day. So it was like, we ain't going to the studio when we feel like it. They'll put us in the studio. Y'all got a studio Monday through Friday. We gonna be in the studio. So they made us artists. And then they just let us know, like, P always tell us all the time, like, if y'all take y'all music serious, take y'all career serious, y'all put some, you know, music on the charts, y'all can make real money, y'all can change y'all family life. 
Did you dream of being a rapper ever? I used to always play around and say I want to be a rapper. Because I always saw their lifestyle. I liked the way they live. Like, you know, being famous, the paparazzi. I just felt like they always, like, at the big events, you know, the awards and stuff like that. So I used to always play around. But, like, I want to be a rapper. I want to be at the BET, at the, you know, the Grammys. I want, I want, I want to do all that. And it's like, boom. How is it different than you thought it would be very different because i used to be like rappers their job's not easy you know what i'm saying like all they gotta do is go in the studio it's hard you have to grind you have to really like do interviews press oh good lord in the studio how hard is it doing it the first it's so hard you have to do interviews the first thing interviews how hard is it doing because you have a back to back to back to back it's press it's back talking about yourself for a while like listen oh my god the interviews oh they're so hard i thought you say coming up with songs that is that hard. I'm just saying I'm just saying overall the process. See you you don't know the process unless you're the, a rapper. So you right. just think they just doing you know like before I became a rapper I ain't think that you had to do radio run to get your sons played on the radio. I just thought they'll play your song on the radio. But become a rapper I know that you have to go, you know, sit down meet with these radio people and really get them to like you to play your music. Right. So they're buying into you as people, not just Right, like so you know, not being a rapper, I wouldn't know that. So, so going to meet the industry and mm-hmm. shaking, shake hands and kiss babies and those sort of things, doing really hard interviews with people but I'm like saying, me. Oh my let God. me finish. I'm saying, even being in the studio, like me, you know, I just started rapping, so I'll be in the studio probably for 12 hours on one song. Saying it over and over because I probably feel like, you know, my delivery ain't right or I'm not flowing or I don't like my my voice or I'm overthinking it. You get what I'm saying? So it's, you spend a lot of time in the studio. So when you go home, you just tired. I don't have time for my baby. Like I would normally used to because it's like I'm tired. And then, you know, like sometimes on the weekend, I probably have a show. When I finish a st- show, I have to go back to the studio. Wait, so it's hard work and it's dedication. What is your studio schedule? Every day. But like from seven o'clock until I'm done until we seven PM. Yes. Like well, we used to go at seven PM because it's like you wanna go out the traffic till two AM? No, we we really used to leave the studio like at five. So you're so you can't be awake for your baby in the morning. Yes, I do. If I leave the studio at five, he gotta be to school at eight, I wake up like at seven. And then I sleep up until it's time for him to get out of school. So you sleep while he's in school. Right. Wow. But it's still hard. It's, you know, like, I thought it was easy being a rapper when I wasn't a rapper. Like, I just thought that it just go to the studio. And I think I thought that making a song would be easy. Yeah. But, you know, it will get easy the, 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 more, the, the longer you do it. But I just thought it was like one, two, three. But it's not. You think it'll get easier the longer you do it? I think, yeah, I, I think I probably, I don't know. I probably won't spend that much time in the studio on one verse. I mean, just making something that a million people will like. Right. It's really hard. Right, because you could have that song. It always be the song you don't like. Me and JT hate it, I'll take your man. Really? Yes. Why? I remember I begged him not to use that song. I love that record. Because it's not a song that I would listen to and get in the mood. Really? Mm-hmm. 
Like it's not a son that I will get in my car and turn up to. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like right. me as a person. Right. Speaking for me. And you you gotta think of you know, something that's catchy, like a punchline that will stick out for other people. Like, okay, if I say, um, I'ma fuck him in his mouth in your house where you laying at, I know they gonna feel that part. <laughs> <laughs> I love that line. <laughs> what does that mean? That mean I'm gonna fuck your man in his mouth in your house. I, no, I you, no, you just said the same words over again. What does that mean? But I just said <laughs> I'm gonna go to your house and fuck your man in his mouth. What you laying there? You mean you're gonna sit on his face? That's what that means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, and I didn't know if there was some extra toy in your mind involved in that. <laughs> you crazy you really know the city girls music i like that when when where, where do you think of these things because it's like you gotta just picture yourself arguing with a female you know like that's something i say to somebody if they make me mad you got a, a low below okay Oh, 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 no. You're, oh, you're thinking about the battle part of it. I'm thinking about the sexual part of it. Oh, that's easy. Because your life away from the music is very serious. You are... T- it's easy to make a sex song. Like, come on now. You just talk, you just talk about what you like. <laughs> I like to get my ass lit. Put it in the line. <laughs> but you don't have any records about I like it short. Hurry up. <laughs> chop, chop, nigga, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> well, I do got a, you know what? See, we got a son coming out. It's called On a Low. Okay. And I said we could be traveling across the world, but I ain't coming if you come quick. <laughs> <laughs> See. True. That's true. You just say a lot of nasty shit. Yeah, it's just having fun, just talking crazy, saying stuff that the people are like, or saying stuff that the people will want to say but they can't say it or they won't say it. What does your mom think of your music? She love it. She does. Yeah, she. Yeah. I got a young mama. She don't care. No, my mama's uh, young. How old is she? Forty-one. Oh, how old was she when she had you? Sixteen. Yeah, probably 17? like sixteen, seventeen. She don't care. No, she don't care. I'm grown. She. I got a whole baby. You got a what? Whole baby. What that mean? I got a son that's five years old. Okay. So I'm grown with a child. With, like, she know what I be doing. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it's your life is, as you've described it, is very different than what you're portraying on the mic. And you have a very, like, serious, like, maternal nurturing thing that you're dealing with over here. Mm-hmm. And then you're portraying... You know, this sexual, uh, you know, daughter of Luke, daughter of Trina, little Kim thing over here. I mean, I could go through what I go through and be a daughter of Trina. No doubt. No doubt. I didn't, like, when we were talking about your life, I didn't hear you talking about going to strip like, clubs. I was all that, yeah. You were talking about taking care of people, you know, and, like, you know, being there for your mom and being there for your brother and your sister. Mm-hmm. And I mean, we got sons like that. We just didn't put it out. Like, I got a song. It's called... Um, Ain't saying nothing. It's a, a struggle song, like, where we come from and what we went through and stuff like that. 
we got music like the Asians didn't get put out. Like, we got music rapping about what we've been through. But it's just, we go with the more, I'll take your mans and where the bag at. That's what the people want. This is what the people want. I don't, I, when I listen to, you know, Millionaire Dick, mm-hmm. I don't think about the woman who spits it driving home from the studio and scooping up her son and driving right. him to school. Right. You're thinking about how many mean a dick she done had or <laughs> what mean a dick she talking about. Or you probably trying to figure out what that mean a dick feel like. <laughs> 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 or what it's like to have a mean addict. You see, that's that's, that's what not, that's what we want, though. That's we wanna, not what I was thinking we don't, about. We don't want to be serious, serious, serious rappers that take you into being depressed or take you into being what you're going through. Like, you know what I'm saying? We want to have fun music. They make you want to turn up. They make you want to, you know, just get in the vibe, dance, you know, the free side. We don't want to take you. We don't want to put you through what you're going through at home and how you trying to make a way like no we want that fun music we want that city girl music word period Thanks to Young Miami for a great interview, and thanks to you for listening. Torre Show gives you fuel to power your dreams because you can use your dreams like a rocket ship to blast you into a life you never imagined. You can make your dreams a reality, and this show can help. I'm on Twitter at Torre and on Instagram at Torre Show. Please subscribe, rate, and review, and tell your friends about the show. Torre Show is written by me, Torre, and produced by Chris Colbert and Tyrese Hester, with help from Candid Nicole and our photographer, Chuck Marcus. We'll be back next Wednesday with more knowledge from amazing folks, because the man can't shut us down. We live in a world where you can get anything you need delivered to your door thanks to DoorDash. If you don't want to do the dishes or you feel a little sick, let DoorDash bring dinner tonight. My family uses DoorDash all the time because it connects us to our favorite restaurants without us having to drive. Last night, we got some Indian food for my wife, some gumbo for me, and sushi for the kids. And everyone was happy, and we didn't have to do the dishes. The process of ordering was quick and easy, and I love DoorDash for real. So I was so happy to do this for them because I'm a customer, because I know DoorDash is your door to more. Must be over 21 to order alcohol. Alcohol available only in select markets. DoorDash, your door to more. Download the DoorDash app now to get almost anything delivered.